It's time for the truth. Will you join me in the study of the precious Word of God that we may come to know and come to grow in the Lord Jesus? We're in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4. We're going to begin reading with the 12th verse tonight, uh, today. And so Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. And so you're looking that up. I'd like to share with you that this program is brought to you by the folks at Parkview Bible Church. We're located over in Hamilton, Illinois at 18th and Church Street, just one block north of the Dairy Queen, and I'm the pastor, Larry Monch. If you'd like to write to us, our mailing address is Parkview Bible Church, Post Office Box 43, Hamilton, Illinois, 62341. If you'd like to write to us, call us. If you'd like to phone us, it would be 217-847-2717. If you'd like to visit our website, it's www.parkviewbiblechurch.org. That's parkviewbiblechurch.org. And also, if you would like to email us, it's parkviewbible at gmail.com or parkviewbiblechurch at gmail.com. Either one will be just fine. I'm glad that you've joined us today. Now we'll enjoy the precious reading and then begin with prayer and start the study today. And so we're at Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the borders of, of Zebulun and Naphtali that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. What a precious scripture. Let's begin with prayer, and then we'll start to study. Father, thank you today that we can enjoy this wonderful time together. I just thank you for the opportunity and the blessings that you have poured out uh, upon us, the the joy of studying your word and in, in, and having it each day, and then the opportunity to have not only the studies, the Sunday school, the church, the, uh, the service, the message, and Sunday night and Tuesday afternoon with the ladies' Bible study, and then Wednesday night again, and then to be able to do this wonderful radio program. Thank you, Father, for all the opportunities that you have opened up for us to proclaim the Word of God. Help us that we always stay true to your precious Word. Guide and lead us through this study in Matthew as we're finding that there are folks that's coming from darkness and they've seen a great light. I hope today that that light will shine on everyone that's listening Everyone will see that light, accept that light, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, and be born again, and walk and enjoy the wonderful life as a believer in Jesus Christ, with the peace and the joy and the contentment and wisdom and knowledge, everything that's poured out upon us. Please, it begins with, ye must be born again, as Jesus said to Nicodemus. So please, please, Father, just touch every heart today every single one. Today is the day of salvation. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we begin this study, 
we find that, that Matthew is very specific uh, concerning where that he was going when uh, now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. If you remember last time we were together, basically we just read scripture after scripture after scripture concerning the um, opportunities that was given to John the Baptist uh, prior to him going into prison and between the baptism of uh, that, that when he baptized Jesus and then when he was put into prison. And we had several good scripture verses, and basically we just made a couple comments, but pretty much we just was looking at, uh, uh, at those words and enjoying those precious words. And so uh, today why we're going to kind of get back to the study the way we normally have it instead of just reading Scripture, but there's nothing wrong with just reading Scripture. It's a wonderful opportunity. And so, again, I hope that you enjoyed it last time we were together. But we look here at dwelt in Capernaum, as it said, leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the borders of, of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. And so when we, when we read that and we look at it, we're going to... Uh, uh, yeah, go to that uh, um, uh, scripture verse, and, and uh, it's back in the courses. It says Isaiah, and so let's uh, let's take a look at the scripture verses here. And it is the intent of the heart is very close to it. You'll you'll find here as we read it, and we're in chapter nine, verse one and two. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali, and afterwards did more grievously aff uh, afflict her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in the Galilee of nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death up on them hath the light shined. So as we enjoyed very uh, close comparisons there in the words and the meanings, and the quote is definitely without question uh, very, very uh, comfortable, very close uh, back and forth. And we have some wonderful verses of Scripture that's just beyond that, and I'm going to read those, and that's in verse 6 and 7. And we, a lot of times during Christmas, uh, we, we hear these read. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and establish and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this wonderful scripture verses concerning the promise of the coming Messiah. But again, in verse 2 there, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. And then we have the Jordan and the Galilee of nations, uh, Zebulun, Nephtali, all that's listed there in Isaiah chapter 9. Now, 
we uh, we see these things and so again the location was very specific and it was uh, in the location of Zebulun and Naphtali and two of the uh, uh, the sons of Jacob and two uh, of the tribes then it was not only the sons but then it became the the tribes and then they had land a possessed land and so it says upon the uh, the sea coast uh, and again this meaning the sea of Galilee uh, known also as the Sea of Tiberus in Zebulun and Naphtali. Also, we find that that, that uh, statement sometimes uh, means, and it says by the way of the sea, probably means that it rode uh, to and from the sea, possibly. And so just something to kind of uh, remember when we when we read that and and study that verse of Scripture. So once again, the land of Zebulun and then the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, the Galilee of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw a great light. Now, we're going to, uh, uh, first, before we we move into that, and yet this is the very same thing, because they have seen the light. Now let's look at uh, some of these things that have have, have happened, uh, many of the miracles that were performed. And so as uh, we also find in the ninth chapter, just very quickly, chapter 9, verse 1, this, uh, it, it kind of says that this Capernaum is the Jesus's home. Uh, it, it speaks of it, and he entered into a ship, passed over, and came into his own city, and that was Capernaum. And so that's in chapter 9, verse 1. So we're kind of getting an understanding here that this area, this land, this place was uh, very special to the Lord as he was here upon earth. And so uh, many of the miracles that were performed uh, in Capernaum, and let's go to John chapter 4. I said that we were going to you know, have a study here. We're still going to read a lot of verses of Scripture because there's so much to enjoy and to study. And so we'll look at John chapter 4. John chapter 4. And we're going to read verse 46 through 53. So Jesus came again to Canaan of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he had heard that Jesus was come out of Judah into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will believe that ye will not believe. And the nobleman said unto him, Sir, Come down, ere my child die. And Jesus said to him, Go thy way, thy son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. It's, it's by faith, my friend, and we need to enjoy that. And went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. And he inquired he of them the hour when he had began to mend. And they said to him, Yesterday, seventh hour, the fever, fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed in his whole house. What a rejoicing there. 
what a joy that we can uh, uh, have with with all these uh, uh, wonderful opportunities to see the power and the blessings of God. And the important thing is that they did come by faith to the Lord Jesus, trusted in him as their Savior. So you see here in, in, uh, in Capernaum, we have many things, uh, and, and we just enjoy reading these verses of Scripture. It's wonderful to know and to read and to understand. And just, uh, there's another one here, and uh, uh, it was uh, in Capernaum uh, that he also uh, did another healing, and that is in Matthew chapter 8. Verses 14 and 15. Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 and 15. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and, and she arose and ministered unto them. And so many times many times that it was taken care of. And again, in Capernaum that he uh, healed the centurion's uh, servant. Let's look at chapter 8, back just a little bit, verses 5. We're kind of going backwards here a little bit. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick with palsy and uh, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come unto my under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that follow, uh, that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and from the west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into an outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servants was healed that selfsame hour. What wonderful verse of Scripture. Wonderful verse of Scripture brings right to light that we need to be born again and trust in the Lord Jesus as our Savior. As we looked at the, the questions and the, and the uh, location, and now we return back to Matthew chapter 4, and we look at the 16th verse. And the people which sat in darkness saw a great light. And to them which sat in the region, the shadow of death, light is sprung up. All unsaved people are in darkness. 
Jesus declares that I am the light of the world. And we've got a beautiful verse of Scripture back in 1 John. 1 John. 1 John. There's Revelation. There's Peter. So somewhere between there we'll find 1 John. And we do right there. 1 John chapter 8. Well, I must have misquoted that because that is not telling us the one that we're looking for. If we look at the uh, the verse of Scripture, I don't know if you've ever done that or not, but I sure do. I will get the wrong chapter, and you see when I wrote that down, and I read it, then I missed, uh, misquoted it. So we may have to do that at a later time. We do know that in the area of Scripture here concerning the light and the darkness, we find in verse chapter 1, uh, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us. And so we see the power of the the light and the joy of the light. And so let's look back at another verse of Scripture here and see if we can find that wonderful verse of Scripture that we were looking at. It's such a joy to study the Word of God. It uh, It is in John. I, I had written it down incorrectly. It wasn't First John. It was John. John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. What a What a beautiful scripture verse. Because I am the light of the world, he declares it there. Now, let's take a quick look here concerning the light and concerning darkness. Now, we come back here, and let me find my way back to Matthew. And it says, The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them that sat in the region, the shadow of death, light is sprung up. The world is full of darkness. The only light that is present is the Lord Jesus. Now, we live in a time where so many that they would say a prayer before a football game or after a football game, and they're declaring it illegal, separation of church and state. That's a, that's a lie. That's a lie. The founding fathers never intended us to separate and not show the presence of our God and show the joy of our God and the strength of our God and the power of our God. 
what the founding fathers didn't want is a certain religion running the government. Now, that's got nothing to do with, with having prayer. Prayer in school, prayer in government, prayer at a ball game, doesn't matter. But these, these heathens that are out there have seemingly all kinds of money to fight any body that stands against them, and so everybody bows down to them and, and, and stops uh, saying the pre- precious words and, and that, that Jesus saves and, and pray for the players and pray for the Congress and pray for our president and all those wonderful things. And you see, the reason is, is because they're in darkness and they hate the light. That's the reason they have so much opposition. That's the reason that you don't see a problem uh, with, with many other false religions that are out there. But Christianity, Jesus died for all the world, and the devil despises true Christianity. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, being born again, the devil hates that. He despises that. It, he, 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 just, he just can't stand it. Now, the reason he doesn't bother the other ones, and that's the reason that you don't see that the liberals and the folks in the, uh, around giving and having a fit about other religions is because they don't care. They don't care about the other religions because there's no power, no strength, no saving power. The devil's behind all of it, and understand that. And so as we look here, darkness, darkness is, 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 is used here in this scripture, and which sat in darkness, the, the 16th verse tells, darkness is a symbol of ignorance, a symbol of misery, a symbol of death, and a symbol of, of eternal separation from God. And this old world today that we're living in is getting mighty dark because they can't stand anything when it speaks of the true power, saving power of our God. Just cannot stand it. And so you need to understand that there's a battle going on. There's a reason why that we're to put the armor of God on. You know, we need that that breastplate of righteousness that God can give us. We have to have that breastplate of righteousness. We need to gird our loins with the truth. That's the word of God. The word of God, gird our loins with the truth. We need to shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel. We need to know that Jesus Christ died for us. We need to know it in our heart, know it in our mind. And then we need to take it out. We need to take our feet and go forward taking that precious gospel out, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. We also need the helmet of salvation, and that's knowing you're saved, knowing you're born again. Don't question it. Don't oh, I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know if I'm not saved. Did I say the right words? If if the Spirit of God convicts your heart today and you call upon Him for salvation, He will save you and He will keep you. And you put that helmet of salvation on and know it. You need to do that. You know, and of course, then we got the shield of faith. We've got to have that walk by faith and the sword, which is the Word of God. Oh, it's wonderful to put on, to have the armor of God and take, go forward with that precious word. Because, you see, we've got a battle going on. That old devil and that darkness, just as, I, just as we, uh, we proclaimed those words, what, 
what's what's darkness stand for? You know, it's not just the black of day. It, it symbolizes ignorance, misery, death, and eternal separation from God. That's what that darkness stands for. And we're battling that darkness. And so we need to have that, that whole armor on. And, and the only way you can do that is to study the Word of God and enjoy the Word of God each day. So please, every day, look to the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Search the Word of God. It's wonderful. That's what darkness represents. Now, what about light? What about light? Light represents knowledge and understanding and holiness and happiness. It represents heaven. So, as a preacher proclaiming the Word of God, the truth, having placed the armor of God on, having walked with the, the Lord Jesus through these pages as the Holy Spirit teaches us how to be more like the Lord Jesus, we can enjoy knowledge and understanding and holiness. You can't enjoy that in darkness. We've read that a couple of times, what it stands for. It stands for ignorance. And that's what we're getting today when people fight the truth. So put the armor of God on and get to work. And when you put the armor of God on, there's something you're going to enjoy, and that's the fruit of the Spirit. We talk about this many times, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Oh, what a joy. What a joy to have that. So we need to proclaim it. And so we see here the people which sat in darkness saw great light. Who did they see? They saw Jesus. And this world today we live in, they sure need to see Jesus. And to them that sat in the region, the shadow of death, light sprang up. Light. Jesus. So please, if you're, if you're one of those that have fought to, to keep religion and government separated and anything that's government-funded, oh, we can't speak of, of salvation, we can't speak of prayer, we can't speak of, of Jehovah God, we can't speak of the Lord Jesus, we can't do any of that. Yes, we can, and yes, we need to. And don't let those sons and daughters of darkness with their ignorance, drive us away. It's very important that we look to the Word of God and receive our power and then be able to be full and and filled with that sweet spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Not only will we have wisdom and knowledge and understanding and holiness, happiness, heaven, but we also Enjoy that wonderful fruit of the Spirit. And then we come to verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach, to proclaim publicly, to publish publicly, to declare his precious word. We find that that word is repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Really hasn't changed much. From the message that John the, John the Baptist gave, was it? Hasn't changed much. No, it doesn't. The message never changes. 
I've enjoyed preaching the Word of God for many, many years. And the power and the strength that, that, that I enjoy, the wisdom that God gives us, it is wonderful to walk each day and to serve Him. And I know that that old devil is out there, and he has deceived multitudes of people thinking they're okay, thinking that it's just as long as they go to church that that's enough, as long as they were baptized, that's enough. I have many family members that believe that. And if they die without coming by faith to Jesus and having that personal relationship with Jesus, my dear friend, they're going to go straight to the, to the place of torment, awaiting the lake of fire when the final judgment comes. You know, when I get up in the morning, you always have some aches and pains. The older I get, the more aches and pains you have. The more aches and pains you have through the day. And then, you know, you face cancer. I've had cancer. And so when you face that, then you're, you're, you're dealing with, with something that can bring, you know, a, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering to your life. And when you face those things, and when you have those things, then you, you begin to, to maybe weaken a little bit with your faith. But we need to understand that our God saved me, and He is, is keeping me, and I have by faith the, the precious gifts that He has given me. It's wonderful. If I choose or would have chosen to not trust in Jesus, those aches and pains will be forever only increase and increase and increase. Please don't make that choice. Please, my dear friend, what are you going to do about Jesus? Jesus.